Force a Philip on the track. I got a hot little quickie for you, and I just needed to tell you a message from the heart. Let's go. Turn one, fences drop. No stifle, pass bop. Pass the turn, don't bolt the bird. Grant my mana, juice a three drop. Leah Bolden, whole breaches. Erro, cause nature's reeling. Pot and veils like a sweating season. Time rattling, feels like I'm cheating. You cast nails, greens and seeming. Plague engineer will have you screaming. I don't throw a shepherd to your team and dinos, but the problem is now they face extinction. Making one ones, you can peasy. Delvin angler, then can't just greasy. Petty theft, there's nothing left. Best sign to slip, you're getting swept. My own tutor said doomsday's coming. Make a prediction or think something. I thought so hard, but they got seized, but I won that game because their brain got freeze. Ain't the vile? You got style. Death and taxes or espapile. Soul hurting and flicker wispin' and garden thraving and devil strixin'. I'ma let you in on a little secret. I'm a charming prince, got clayton spirits. I'm a man of faith and up in the distance is a miracle terminus because God is listening. Don't be coming at me with your creature nonsense. I will terminus the shit out your board. You come at me, you try to attack me in the red zone, I will miracle right off the goddamn top a Terminus. Force a film out. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark. And with me this week, Phil's out, uh, we have Sahar Mahardi. Sahar, how Hello. are you? <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. It is, yeah, this is great. beautifully dark in the UK, but I'm here. I'm excited to be talking to you, Zach. Uh, Phil can Phil can go elsewhere. It's fine. We'll, we'll have fun about <laughs> Phil, Phil's in recovery. He'll be back uh, hopefully next week. He should be fine. Phil's okay. Nothing, you yeah. know, like Phil didn't have an accident or anything. He just <laughs> Phil has got there. into the ether. Yeah. It's yeah. just Phil's, like Phil's okay. uh... we'll 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 rely on you for hot takes this week. Oh, I love uh, hot possibly. Takes. Maybe we'll make you do a cover. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're here because you want to talk about uh, European Legacy Masters. Yes, I am. I'm so excited. So I will kind of tell you a little bit of a story while we're here. So April, I want to say April, June, 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 not April, June. What is time? Um, <laughs> uh, June of this year, I was at the Four Seasons uh, tournament series in Bologna, Italy. Very similar to, I would akin to probably SCG, a lot smaller, a lot, lot smaller, but very much getting like three, 400 people for legacy, modern, that kind of thing. And we were like, hey, we should go. A bunch of my friends, but let's go. We had a lovely time. And I met a bunch of European legacy players there. And everyone's really passionate about legacy. And the Italians at that tournament also had an invitational series where a bunch, they have like 30 plus legacy leagues across Italy. And they all come to this championship at the end and etc. And if someone fights for it. And it was won by a lovely girl called Gianmarco at that tournament. So we went for dinner with a bunch of these legacy players. And we were like, hey, we should sort of do this this is a kind of a cool idea and i remember the brits in terms of myself and uh my lovely um sort of co-rep luke k um tom de decker who's a well-known sort of vintage and legacy player based in belgium um nicola cavoni who is sort of our main head of the european legacy masters all kind of had a chat and we were like oh and sam dams who's also a belgian player I should mention Sam Dams. Love that man. And we were like, hey, we should do something. And we should, we should like expand this to across Europe. So fast forward now, nearly six months. And we now have over 20 countries uh, involved in the program. And it's very much a vision of how we want to see legacy 
move forward. Obviously, what the GPs haven't come back. Yeah. Very sad. I'm sad the GPs aren't back. And local events are starting to rejuvenate, and that's amazing. But there isn't really anything on a regional level. Um, Card Market, who used to run events in Europe, have actually decided to move away from that program. And now we're in this position where eternal formats don't really have a home to play. Eternal Weekend. Yeah, we're kind of orphans at this point. Yeah, I'm just like, my babies, please go into the sunset. (laughs) And um, obviously Eternal Weekend comes, but we don't have a European Eternal Weekend. Uh, Obviously, the lovely Americans do, which I think it's in Philly. It is in Philly this this year. Yeah, it's 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 in Philly, right? uh, I want to say it's the... Second of December, second and third of December yeah, is uh, that weekend of at the convention center in town proper, which is amazing, oh, right by the Reading Terminal Market. Oh, if you're not I'm so excited, if, if you're close, come to Philly. <laughs> yeah, go to Philly. It's amazing. If I if I could fly there, I would. But it's also the same weekend as the the European Legacy Master. I'm so oh. glad there's going to be a lot of legacy happening that weekend. Nice. So we were like, okay, we should start doing this ourselves, and we kind of started banding together we're like what does this look like how do we put this together and we very much like similar to uh what used to be the world magic cup and other events of this kind of ill we was very much led by each region and what their communities and kind of the whole project was around regalvanizing the community and sort of putting a bit of zest back into everyone's kind of legacy community it's something to fight for effectively because i think a lot a lot of one thing i love about the legacy community is that they will just play magic but because they can and everyone's yeah. like please play our cards that's something that's amazing but i feel like giving a little bit of prestige and a bit of bragging rights which i think the legacy community quite enjoy having uh, yeah. if you look at twitter you see that they love <laughs> to brag yes and, yes, <laughs> and so I many of us have been playing since the pro tour was like a real bragging rights kind of yeah. thing you know uh th- that's why i got involved in competitive magic to begin with because i was like Same there's a notoriety behind this you know 100 i also was a bit like that i uh, again as a as a woman of color playing the game I'm, I'm kind of it's an interesting field to be in but i definitely felt um we definitely felt um that there was definitely something there so we Sort of putting our heads together and basically a load of, uh, we did for this event, uh, obviously it's on the 3rd of December, it is going to be streamed at twitch.tv slash four seasons, so the four seasons event are hosting it, it's going to be on their Twitch, and we will basically have around 80 players. Uh, That's awesome. From all, yeah, which is amazing, all across Europe, um, who for this event have either qualified through local events whether that's through legacy leagues or through events. So in the case of the United Kingdom, it's myself and Luke Kay who are reps. And we basically went to the community and we have a very active legacy community here. And we said, look, we have these, this, this, this tournament series slash you know, and championship that we're basically doing something for. We have these slots to give out. How do we ensure that we can do this in a way that is akin to what we actually, the kind of long-term vision of the program was struggling yeah. onto in a moment. So this is sort of like the, uh, the like, our our ptq system where like yeah the rcq system now exactly it's very much that sort of like you know regional you know it was like local to regional to get to the championship yeah and we and so we basically my big our big to here put on a massive event which was a couple of weekends ago we gave out two slots there we gave one out to one of the local sort of monthlies and we also had because scotland obviously is part of the united kingdom we were like yo scott's would you like to have an event? They were like, sure. And within like, I'd know what I'm like, 10 days, put an event together, had 20, 20 plus people in the room playing non-proxy legacy, 
let's go and had the event. So we were super stoked. And I think across the across Europe, that's basically what's happened. However, we recognize that within sort of a three month window of getting, you know, close to 60, 80 players together might be challenging. So something we did to help increase its notoriety and prestige is invite players and players who have given back to the community. So nice. notable names. Yeah, I think that's super important. Yeah, 100%. I think for something like this, especially for the first one and moving forward, this may this may still stay. We're not sure. We're kind of planning our vision for 23 once this event is done and we've done the analytics, but. I mean, my stance has always been, if you create, uh, you know, 50 plus podcasts a month, they should just invite you to the pro tour, you know, <laughs> or a year, not a month. That's too many. Yeah, that's too A many. month is way too much. Just that is, that's like every, you're just doing that two days, two days. That's like twice a day. <laughs> no, Let's go. Uh, some content creators do that, but that's quite a lot. But I, so the, for, for example, talking of podcasts, we have invited uh, Everyday Eternal. So Julian Nab, Kai Sawatari and Callum yeah. Smith. They have been around for so long. Yeah. And we felt it was a good way of giving back. Um, we also have invited both um, a couple of Eternal Weekend, I think European Eternal Weekend uh, previous winners, and the probably the most, uh, and GP winners. So Mark Voigt, who won GP Below in 2019. And then my personal favorite, the King of Scotland, Gary Campbell, who has, I'm so excited that Gary's going because I was at that GP when he won and it was the, literally the, the whole, the whole convention. I mean, you have to be a big fan to have, to have stayed to watch someone win a GP. It's incredible. Like I was there just like <laughs> hanging about and I was like, who is this kind of nervous person? And he was, he was just incredible. He's like so humble and he's, he is the embodiment of what I think about when I think of like legacy community very much giving back that sense of just pride people love it um yeah. and then in terms of i would say prestige in terms of players i think uh we have invited andrea mangucci andrea mangucci would have come anyway but yeah. mangucci <laughs> is very well known in the italian community he's very well known european wise and we were like well of course we have to invite mangucci because it's mangucci um but it's the same but we've also the the spanish um region also divided, decided to invite Javier Dominguez and Rodrigo Tagores and Willem Salvador Arnold, who's been sort of kind of coming up in terms of like arena championships and is very well known. And is for the last of the two four seasons events has either top eight or top 16. So he's, he's an incredible player, but we've got, and then other names, like in terms of big names, Stefan Schutz and a few other kind of big um, H.J. Um, Kaiser and kind of these big powerhouse legacy players that have been around forever and ever and ever. We were like, we have to invite them because- I mean, this sounds like a who's who of people who have uh, uh, who's who. cracked a fetch after casting Brainstorm to me. Exactly. And it's so, <laughs> I'm so excited to have these people there. But mixed in with all of that is just players who, you know, what, what you know, the dream of when you go to the Pro Tour, you qualify for an event, you go to the event, you crown you go to be crowned legacy champion and we wanted to embody that so players who did well at an event could still have that journey yeah and nice. then the thing the thing that we were super passionate about and this is something as someone from a, an accessibility perspective and inclusivity perspective legacy is not cheap we know <laughs> legacy is not cheap it's and not. as much as it's not getting any cheaper either it's not getting hit. Trust me. When I got into the format, jewel lands were very exp jewel lands are still expensive. They're still very expensive, and but we recognized that and we were like, look, we don't want people to not play the game. 
because of card availability. So the tournament itself, whilst it is played at a competitive rules enforcement, we've decided to actually make it unsanctioned. So you can, if you don't have the card, you can still, it can still be a play test proxy friendly environment i wish they would do this for eternal weekend i wish to <laughs> right it would be great wouldn't it like so, i can't I, I used to be able to play vintage but i sold all my stuff when i moved so now i either have to borrow stuff or i have to be the guy who tries to get like they give an award to the best unpowered player yeah. so like that's what i'm gonna have to go for this time around <laughs> force of wills and death right shamans let's yeah. go yeah um, man. just playing just, collector ulfs yeah collector ulfs and strip mines I love it. Just, just, just Alpine Moon Collector Roof. This is all you need to do. Just, just turn yep. things sideways. And so, yeah, I agree. And we were very passionate. I especially was like, we have to do this. And I'm aware that in the in Europe, there is a lot of power here. There's a lot of legacy play. There's a lot of just reserve casts in Europe. That's not a. I don't say that's an um, that's an understatement. But we were like, no, we have to make sure that financially this isn't a thing to do. Also, the players aren't pay, aren't paying entry because they're they're flying themselves out yeah. there. Some events had travel bursaries, but it wasn't something that we were like, we will so, give you this similar to what like you know. So do you have uh, sponsors for this uh, event? Do. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, we we did get sponsors. Obviously, the first one it's a bit challenging to get sponsors because it's a vision. It's a vision that you're basically buying into. Fortunately, I have, before before my previous, you know, previous life, uh, I worked in sales and marketing for 12 okay. years. So I was like, helps. well, I formed the first committee meetings and we we're like, does anyone have commercial experience? And it's just like, just like, yeah and i'm like sure. okay i will i will i will talk to them um yeah. so we already had a sponsor from the get-go who is a lovely gentleman called jean-luca boza and jean-luca boza runs a a fairly i would say it's a small store uh, in italy but it's well known it's all he is probably one of those i think every city and every country has one of those vendors who always gives back to the community and is very nice. well known he ran like i think he's run uh it might be Porpageddon, uh, which is like a big Italian like pauper event. Uh, but Gianluca Bozo is very well known. And so Bozo MTG, when uh, Niccolo Cavoni and Samuele Dejani, who are like the main sort of leads on this project, went to uh Bozo and were like, look, we have this vision. Bozo was like, hey, I will I will I will just invest in your vision and Amazing. Amazing. we will give you we'll give you you know some you know some you know store credit. And we will also sponsor the top eight playmats. So we have a beautiful um, original design from a from an artist uh, in Europe, uh, which which is going to be like with our logo and their logo. So to have for the top eight, they are beautiful and they're going to be on coverage, so you can see them. So we've got a couple awesome. spare for coverage, and we'll give them to the top eight. Then uh, I had a lovely conversation with Free for One Trading, who are a very big vendor out in Vienna in Austria, um, and they from a European GP. Every European GP, they're there. Time I went to Eurogp, they're there, their prices were good. They're also really friendly to talk to. And I had and I spoke with them. I said, you know, you guys are well known. Your the Austrian legacy community, weirdly, is probably the most active for a country so small. They have probably one of those active communities in Europe. And we were like, you know, you, your your community is already saying, singing its praises. You know, why don't you jump on the ride? So they also awesome. um are giving us uh, a little bit of store credit, uh, but a lot of merch. Uh, I am giving out a load of goodie bags and awesome. a, load of, a lot of store prizes. And the whole deal, right? Just more yeah. prizes, just prizes and prizes. Yeah, and they also and for them, I also asked them whether we could uh, use their playmat and put our logo on it 
with the details of the event. So we have a sort of semi-customized playmat for top 16 uh, with our logo, their logo, uh, a beautiful playmat and sort of the details of the event. So they have, there's a kind of a commemorative element to it. And then we've got a couple, and then uh, two of our reps, um, one who uh, in response podcast, so which is run out of the Austrian Legacy League, uh, Phil Klein, Peter Plank and David, Daniel Pernish, give him a shout out. And um, Bizarre of Boxes, which are out, based out of the Netherlands, uh, shout out to Marvin. They are, they are basically doing smaller um, sort of gifts effectively. So one of the uh, things that were just literally, I, I was looking on the Discord while at it, the In Response guys are making uh, ELM playtest jewels as like, so basically it's got our logo and then it's got sort of, you know, the scrubland thing, but all the pictures are from community members. Oh, that's so cool credited with where it is so in the case of yeah. um i think one was from like the isle of man one is from there it, it came from a, a tweet that one of the austrian legacy players did of there is an island off croatia that when you take a picture of it looks like tropical island and we were like we could put this on a card so a bunch of uh, community members got pictures from like you know europe and were like is this an underground sea is this a scrubland is this a plateau and I'm really excited to like give those to players as like yeah, that's so cool. collective mementos. Um, so I'm really excited. So we've got we've got some sponsors. We, again, it's not like thousands and thousands of thousands of dollars and thousands of thousands of euros, but it's something. And then we're in discussions with other vendors for next year. This the fact that we even got any sponsorship, I am just yeah, it's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm just I'm just like let's go. It's always guys. good when you don't have to like risk risk everything to try and make an event work. Uh, when yeah. you know you know there's people out there that are willing to give back to the community. You know exactly, and certainly we were very fortunate that Four Seasons who are running, uh, we getting the event space for were already on board because they awesome. they already. They already did the invitation and they were like, well, you're already, we're already doing it. So Four Seasons the Hotel, not Four Seasons Land. No, no, no. Four, no, no. Four Seasons. So it's called Four. <laughs> they call, so the reason why it's called Four Seasons. Big famous so place in, for, in, in Philadelphia. Exactly. Four exactly. The Four Seasons. No. So Four Seasons tournaments are based out in Italy. Yeah. Um, or it's called Four Tournaments, but Four Seasons tournaments, because they do one in the they do one in the spring, the summer, the autumn, and the winter. Um but it's the times are weird, but it's fine. But there, so it's for, for that's why they're called the four seasons. And so this one's the autumn tournament, even though it's in I December, because uh, it's the end of autumn, which I think is quite nice. Um, but I, it's amazing. Like, I'm just, I'm happy that we found someone who we could find somewhere to host it. We found someone who could sponsor it. And we have players who want to go to it. You know, it's, it's quite, it's quite a good narrative. You know, I'm, I'm someone who kind of likes a good story. It's like, if you just tell players, would you like to be European legacy champion? Yeah. Not the legacy TO that we have here, because that's a whole, or the, the community, the legacy community, when we were found out that the TO that does all the, like the dream hacks and things like that, is called legacy here. Did you hear? I don't know if you might, you might not seen this. Yeah, the, the TO who runs all the uh, RCQs and like regional events in Europe, it's called legacy tour. So when we made our name, we were like, people are going to get confused. So we were like, we will call it European Legacy Masters and hope that that is much of a the distinction that people will understand. Because the amount of, especially competitive players who were like, are you the same thing as like this? I'm like, no, 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 yeah. you're not. Uh, but just <laughs> fine. But we, it, it, the community were like, you are joking, right? 
you're calling it after a format, which is fine. <laughs> but we've, we've made the distinction. I have done some good work on social media to make sure there is a distinction. And actually from that side, it's, it's you know, as I was saying, having players who, you know, want prestige and just want bragging rights, it's quite a powerful narrative. <laughs> yeah, it's what? a huge, it's, it's a huge narrative to to offer somebody the ability to just be like, now I'm the champion. You know, like that's that's a lot of times a good enough prize for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, obviously, and, there'll be other prizes too, but like you know. Yeah, but it, it's the fact that I and we we sort of set it up. So the way that the qualifiers set up is we also encouraged because for us it was sort of you will get there how you get there. We also semi-encourage players to travel to the, the to events to qualify. So it, just because you, you know, just because you're um, living in, say, France, doesn't necessarily mean you couldn't qualify in Germany or the UK. So much so, I'll tell a small story. Our Spanish rep, who's an Italian guy, so Lorenzo Tassone, I will call him out. Lorenzo Tassone is an Italian guy living in Barcelona who traveled to London to qualify for one of our events. And I was like, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the narrative that I enjoy. Yeah, that's I'm a great like, narrative. I mean, that's what you know? we did, you know, in, in, in the States. We would, every weekend, uh, when, like, Pro Tour qualifier season was on, yeah. we'd get in the car and, like, everyone would just be like, okay, we're driving to Pennsylvania. We're driving to upstate New York. We're going to Jersey, you know, like. Yeah, take all the, just take all the things. And so, for us, it was just, it made sense. And, like, I definitely, um, for so the best example of this closer to home for me is, um island island kind of came in sort of semi-late to the process and we were like we're just gonna run one event give the four, it was four slots to each country that's that's the way we did it we're like four slots each region i think that's a nice nice little um spread of, of invites to have and uh island were like well we'll just run one event and we'll give the four invites out we're like hey that's fine you can do that and a lot of countries did that because of the time restriction i definitely Three of the slots have gone to British people. <laughs> we're like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's fine because it's just what it is. But we were like, oh, this is hey, a good lot of Britain. Good. Well, it actually, <laughs> I think it, I think based on the split, I think the Brits, the, the UK has the most players. Okay, fine. Fair. Like, just, I've, kind of, I've, I've sort of weaved this in that apparently we just have a lot of players. But in terms of, uh, we we had this. We have. We say we have this. We also have a narrative of just you know, from coverage, looking at sort of who the teams are, the the players that are coming from that region. Spain has like a bunch of Pro Tour top eights and GP winners in their slots. Italians have been Gucci. So, you know, this is fine. And it's like Spain and Italy are like completely stacked. But then all the other countries also just have really good players. And we're like, I have no idea who's going to win this. And that's amazing. I'm excited. Yeah, but I don't no, know. That'll be really, um, it'll be really fun to see what happens. Yeah, I can't wait. So for us, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be streaming it. Um, and that I think is gonna the reason why I'm kind of talking to people is just get people watching. I think I think looking at especially what Anarag Das has been doing with getting coverage of eternal formats, it's just a step closer to doing that. And again, our little thing might, you know, our little thing is just one part of it. And for us, we obviously want to grow it and put it into the future, but it definitely helps, you know, people who go, Oh, what about coverage? And we're like, we're gonna do coverage, don't worry. We're going to show you the best leg. We have to show <laughs> nice. the best, best legacy that Europe has to offer. And I and and I'm now seeing players who are 
you know, testing for it and getting excited for it. I'm like, oh, I'm so, I'm like such a proud mum. Because, um, <laughs> well, on the day, on the day, I'm going to be running around. But once, yeah, busy, oh, yeah. Gonna, Anytime you're running an event, it's always, you know, just, it's always just I'm running chaos around. for the, for the yeah. person, the people running well, it. Exactly. And I've said to a bunch, so a couple of, obviously, a bunch of the reps, I think there's like 20 plus reps who are going to be there. And we said, some of the reps are either working and some of the reps are playing. And some of the reps are just being there to be there for support. Um, and because a, a couple of the reps have also qualified as players and we're like, yeah, you, you, yeah, I'm not? not stopping you, stopping yeah. you, of course you can qualify. <laughs> that's um, why we're here, you know, to play that's the game. That's literally what right? the whole point is. But um, one of our guys was like, once the event is done, don't talk to me. And until the end, once the event is running, because he's basically been doing a lot of the back end. Yeah. He's like, don't, I'm going to go play vintage. Don't, don't talk to me. I'm like, okay, I will be the person to, you know, I'll, you know, I'll collapse after the event basically yeah. is the, is the gist, but it's going to be, it's, I didn't realize from an organizational standpoint, just having sponsors, merch, what do we do with this so much merch? I'm just like, got boxes of merch. I'm like, what do I do with all this? Just like, give it to you. Just like, you go, here's some dice, here's some bottles. Yeah. It's just like, it's just, I've got, I'm going to have so many goodie bags. I'm just going to have a bit like, just like That's a little, the way to like, do it. Just yeah, just get it out. You all of just like just like everyone would anyone like a goodie bag, goodie bag, because <laughs> I'm quite I'm uh, funny enough. I'm quite I'm I'm a bit I've got a bit, I'm quite uh, I can be heard in most locations because yeah my voice carries. Um, I am also be, a loud person. This is I'm also <laughs> loud, loud people together. Um, so I definitely at the Four Seasons event get uh i think the title uh my favorite title that i got was just have you seen that small beige lady <laughs> running around being quite loud um <laughs> and i am like yes although my favorite one of those obviously i there's obviously some that i get like which are a bit derogatory i ignore those people because they're basically you know whatever yeah. but my favorite one and an event i was just at was not sahar mahadi elm rep not sahar mahadi you know passionate about legacy not sahar mahadi you know, moon stompy player. Sahar Mahadi, the lady who was playing the initiative cards, because I was playing Case of Extra in my Moon Stompy deck. And so that's what everyone knew me for That'll the do entire it, yeah. tournament. I was like, that's a good one. I'll take I'll take the lady who played the initiative cards. I mean, I was probably only like one of three other, you know, non-white guys in that tournament. But <laughs> I will take the lady who played the initiative cards. But yeah, it'll be, it's going to be super, super, super exciting. It's definitely a month away now, which is mildly terrifying. Um, yeah. I just got, I, I received this morning the task list of all the things we still have to do. And there's still a lot we still have to do, uh, but I'm super excited by it. And I think the overall vision for us is to ensure that legacy communities in Europe thrive. That's 100% true. And that there is some, it's a communication or at least sort of synergy between local legacy on like a country level or even like a community level and sort of the wider perspective. And I think this is something- A greater community, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Greater community coming together. And I think I look at across the pond and I look at the States and I see- these pockets of legacy communities kind of thriving, the NRG series, SCG cons are coming back. And it's incredible because it's like, oh, you got, I mean, yes, you have to, the idea of you driving eight hours to an event still terrifies me as a brick. Yes, it's a uh, lot. Because, because I'm just like, <laughs> you're drive. Yeah, eight hours is like really short. I'm like, eight hours, sure. I get to Scotland in eight hours and that's really far away. Um, but that's, that's a whole other thing. But for us, it's like getting to go to somewhere where you can play legacy 
And prior to the pandemic, I think Eternal Weekend was the closest thing that players had where it was just everyone came together because we loved Eternal formats. The fact that the four season tournaments in Italy are trying to still maintain that coverage. And I'm, I am very, very, very grateful that Italy loves legacy. <laughs> I cannot stress to you, Zach, how much Italians love playing legacy. The first event I went to at this tournament, there was nearly, uh, I think there was nearly 300 legacy players for the main event. That's unheard of. Do you think it has the- anything to do with the, with the like connection to Catholicism? Uh, I have know, no idea, and then but Urza's it's incredible. Being a card that you can play in, like, <laughs> I mean, I mean that. I mean, I, I think also because of I, I wonder. I again, I've spoken to Italians about this. I think they just a lot of them grew up with it. It was yeah. kind of because of you know because of that lot of well, cards. It, it was the very first language that they printed Magic in, other than English. Yeah, which Italian, makes a lot Italian of Italian legends. Sense. Yeah. And uh, oh, there's so many Italian legends cards just floating about. Um, <laughs> you just go to stalls and there's just tabernacles. And I'm like, what? What's this? Is, what is a tab? I'm going to walk away. Uh, I can mortgage my house for that card. Um, but it's it, it's they're just the passion from them. And I again, I think uh, Legacy is one of those formats and coming to it in the law. I've come, I actually came to it quite late. I came to it in 2019, Rug Oko Delvin. Oh man. I love that. Well, my, <laughs> my sort of not claim to fame, but my sort of big legacy moment uh, so far outside of doing the ELM work is I at GP Bologna 2019, 9-0 day one after playing the format about two and a half months. Yeah, that's pretty good. I've never day twoed a, a legacy event. I've day twoed like two sealed events and I don't really play limited all that often, but I cannot like I cannot get hot at big events for some reason. Yeah, for me, I was I, it was a fever dream that whole event. Uh, but the second day was we went oh six that day, but that's fine. Uh, but I, <laughs> been there. No, no, I it, it, we've all been there. But no, for me, the the way that I I look at that event now, I kind of look at it with sort of fondness. It's like bittersweet fondness. So the 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 for me, where I knew that it wasn't meant to be and the, the running hot and my Oko was still, that was also the event that 10 days before they banned Ren and Six. So we put a silver library and a fire ice in our oh. deck. But no, Ren and Six was incredible. I, I, I look, I'm very minority view. I think Ren and Six will be fine, but it's- I mean, I know be- it wasn't fine, but I loved it. I loved it. I literally, I was like, literally. Like, can I have this wasteland back? This is amazing. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Let's yeah. wasteland. This Vexland is very good. Oh, bring Fetchland, play my ball, Tropicland, and play Tarmogoy, go. It's literally how do you ever oh, lose? Ridiculous. Um, yeah. But the, I remember that. Uh, I remember that event. Um, the round ten. I so because you played. Uh, you played nine rounds on day one, and you played your the first round of day two and day one. I remember round ten. I played against Stefan Schutz, who came second in the event in, in the end, and he. I would describe him as the progenitor or at least one of the progenitors of what became bug snowco that okay. sort of a- with astrolabe uh he was playing uh ice fan quattles charlish trackers uh blaleful strict meek stones just bug value and you're just there like i was there playing rug delver and i it was that one moment in my sort of magic life that i felt completely out of my depth and playing against the player who was miles ahead of me in terms of how to play and what he was doing and I got schooled I got completely schooled but for me I look at I look back quite fondly on that memory because I'm like you know what for the fact that I walked into a format 
and yeah, just pretty good. It's, I was like, it had all my bad matchups, and then Storm came and Post came, and I was like, it's fine. I'm basically dead. But I look, I look back. I, for me, that was the that was the hook that got me into the format, and I played Delver for uh, for a long time. Then the pandemic came, um, and then I came back to it. Fun, funny enough, sort of this time last year, and was like. Legacy. I've still got all my cards, still all, all my Delver cards. Still, the, card, the deck can't be that bad. Uh, deck was good when I played it. Turns out it's and quite good still. Yes, it's quite good still. We, 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 I have opinions on that, but um, they're not. Well, I will mention one thing about that. But I was, I came back to it, and then the rest of this history. And now I'm here, and I'm doing all this. But the one thing that I spoke less on uh, on another podcast, and I kind of feel um, it's a conversation piece I think a lot of players are passionate about. Was like We obviously, the last BNR announcement came and we had our two paragraphs of Leyline Binding and Ledger Shredder and now yeah. Leyline Binding Let's sure. Play, which I find hilarious. But I I first said this on Twitter a few weeks ago. I was like, look, if they don't, if they don't have the bandwidth, that is fine. Let the community take the bandwidth. We keep saying that. Please. There needs there to be a, a community, a community like just like the EDH community thing has, or even the, thing, the, the popper panel. format has a thing. You know, we need a panel. Well, we do need a panel. However, I'm going to asterisk what I'm about to say. There is a very strong distinction between deck specialists who care about their particular archetype. So we're talking like the blue. The blue mages of this world, your land mages of this world, your artifact mages of this world, your prison mages of this world, and being a custodian of the format. Yes, this I think that's it. important. A custodian of the format is is obviously way different than like a guy who just wants to play Rug Delver for sure. Yeah, it, and that's and, and I think within the community there are people, there are hundred percent are people, but it's challenging to find a good balance because anyone you suggest. Someone, but I don't want. I don't want that person. I'm like, yeah. and you also need diversity. Like you, the reason why the poor performer panel I think works is that it's not just every with peace and love. It's not just ten people from the states. There are people yeah. from there are people from Europe. There are people from Australia, and there are people from Asia. And I think if we're going to do it with legacy, like I have an idea of who I'd like because I think they would actually be custodians of the format. Yeah. But I also recognize that there'll be people who the community suggests because they think it'd be good because they're good players and being a good player versus, and this is something actually with the ELM, it's actually quite interesting. It's like not the reps are, are good players, but to be someone who organizes events and gives back, doesn't that person and being you can the best be terrible at magic and be very well, good yeah, at that. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not saying I'm a, I'm not saying I'm not a bad player. I'm, I, I have some small accomplishments, but I enjoy my deck. I enjoy playing magic and that's kind of what I'm there for. And for me, my whole mantra right now is about consistency. I've been playing, um, uh, mono red prison since the summer and everyone's like oh you play your prison strategies they're really easy and i'm like it's got no agency i'm like legacy decks have are difficult by nature yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. even the most simplest ones even burn i have a buddy who plays burn every every <sighs> single event and like he leaves every event with a headache i, I would <laughs> I, so burn was my first modern deck um yeah i went from so my kind of magic history i, I started playing modern first because you know modern back then was good. It's, so I went yeah, burn. I went from burn to Tron. Okay. Because I, I was like, I, let's just do big things. I went from big little things. And then Tron. What I played Tron when Lantern Control was massive. Oh god, that was just oh. 
my brain used to explode. I'd be like, what, why have I, you lose the will to live? And you'd be like, yeah. but I have hope. And then I moved from Tron to Scapeshift. Um, and I adore Scapeshift and I would play it again if it was good, but it's not as much as the modern community tells me it's still good. I'm like, how? <laughs> literally, someone goes, Ragavan, go. You're literally, how you lose. And uh, I stopped, actually stopped playing around. I basically stopped playing Scapeshift during Hogak summer because it was stone cold unplayable and and it left I felt the I felt modern at that time was sort of building to something and it was like going more powerful more powerful modern horizons had come and we were like it was just this I basically felt like we're just two ships passing in the night and like I yeah oh yeah of course yeah I was look I was playing escape ship so I basically took responsibility for that but it definitely felt the least interactive kind of magic I think I'd ever played. And I was like, I just want to try something completely different. And a friend of mine said, you know, why don't you play Legacy? And I was like, cool. I, I, I love playing powerful cards. And they were like, do you want to play Nick Fit? And I was like, yeah. I um, could have guessed Nick Fit off of, off of going from Tron and Scape Shift. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. so I played Nick Fit for a little bit. And then uh, Callum Smith, good 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 guy Callum Smith was like Sahara if you because I basically said I want to play Burn or like Moonstompy that was actually my first choice I was like I know how to play red cards I'm quite good with red cards if Tron doesn't exist Scapeshift doesn't exist what else can I play and he said to be honest if you want to learn the format and you want to learn and I say this to every new legacy player now in terms of what they want if you want to learn the format and how you are against all the format you learn to play Delver and yeah. you lose for the first six months because that's what happens. Even I know the cards are incredible. The cards are very powerful. You will get wins, but you accept that when you're learning a format, you will just lose. Yeah. And that's happened to me. Every because everyone's like, oh, it's really easy. I'm like, no, 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 no. It is if you're very good at it. But it, for the most, for the majority of us, it takes time to get good again and understand the format and where you fit. That's what I did. I just picked, unfortunately, I'm rug Delver was the best thing you could be doing. Um, but even when I came back to it again, I picked up Delver again because yeah. I was like, well, I need to understand what the, the, the format is. And I say to new players now, what do you want to do? Because if it's like you want to learn the format, you play Delver. If you want to do powerful magic and you just want to do something like you've got, you're playing like Legacy once a year, maybe twice a year, you just want to do powerful magic. Then I say, what kind of powerful magic? Do you want yeah, artifact powerful magic? Do you want to cheat on mana? Do you want to just have something that is an AB combo? And, you know, it usually becomes like Reanimator, Storm, if they're kind of that way inclined, or something like Show and Tell. Or, and I'm like, or Depths, if they're kind of, if they're used to like land style strategies. Because I'm like, that's the most powerful thing you could do. That's one thing I love about Legacy is that you could do some very powerful things. And everyone's like, oh, it's like a turn one format. I'm like, no. yeah, sometimes you'll get Dark Ritual Doomsday. And that's very rarely, good. but yes, yeah. Yeah, most of the time it's like turn four to eight. Uh, or in the case of, um, you know, in case of control, they extend turn 10,000 years later, um, which is fine. And I'm, I'm super, I'm on board with that. And I think the legacy community, the PR of the legacy, the, the, the PR of legacy was, is, it has taken a hit over the years. And I, I feel like certainly what we're doing with the, with the European legacy masters is just kind of showcasing that, no, it's really cool. It's not just Delver. Like, yes, of course, Delver exists. We're not going to deny you the best deck in the format yeah but compare i always compare like european results to american results and the there is definitely more diversity in european events oh yeah yeah definitely than there is american events. yeah and I, but i've spoken to players about this and they you know i remember i've, I've spoken to uh so adam wasborn moses who is based out in ohio um in cincinnati and he came to one of the four seasons events in september 
And I said, why is it at the NRG, you know, one of the last NRGs, it was like seven Delver players and Rodney Bedell playing Debs. And it was like, why is that? It's like, yes, because Delver's the best thing you could be doing. So everybody's just trying to win and do the best thing. Especially when you only go to one event, you know, it's it's just like, well, you want to win that event. When there are slightly more events spread out, like I don't, like I don't play because I got rid of my duels. So I'm playing uh, Death Shadow, like Bug Death Shadow with Berserk and uh eight cast because i I can afford eight cast yeah so i generally if i have to choose one of the two depends on if i'm going to get a chance to play legacy again anytime in the near future if i will then i'm going to play death shadow because it's just a fun deck to play and also people won't necessarily be expecting it so i have like kind of an edge there but if i if i know i'm only going to get to play once and i want to maximize my chance to win i'm going to go with eight cast because eight cast is the better very deck powerful you know it's a very powerful it's kind of been te- i feel like eight cast is a deck that online doesn't get as much representation because delvis yeah. figured out De- delvis figured out how to play how to play against it whereas in paper so our last big uh uk event uh, eight cast was like top five deck of the top, top five deck in the room of the uk meta is very strange it, you know everyone's like it's delva delva and it's like you know, we were quite known for being the deaf and taxes country. And I think the two events we ran was just 100 plus people. It was Delver, Lands and Moon Stompy. I was like, let's go. It's like the, the triumvirate. It's like, you know, Delver beats Lands, Lands, Moon Stompy beats Lands and Delver and Stompy kind of mac- kind of smash each other in the face. And they're like, what if yours win? And then Painter, because Callum. Painter is very popular in the UK because well, also we have a very big painter community full stop. Uh, yeah. Callum loves it, but we also have other painter aficionados who are just like devoted to this two-card Monty combo. Yeah. And I'm like, I remember a load of players who were telling me, "Oh, so how you play Moonstompy now? Why don't you play Painter?" I'm like, they're different decks. Yeah, they're very different. Yeah. Oh, I want to play with Goblin Rabble Master and just <laughs> just go just turn things sideways. It's very simple. But yeah, that's basically the main things about the the European Legacy Masters. We have a Twitter, which is EU Legacy Masters. um, And I'm just excited to just see how it goes. I think it's going to go as well as I think it will be. Um, But I I encourage uh, people to tune in, uh, follow us. Uh, We are doing weekly updates. We We are doing a load of spotlights on communities. We just did one on Bulgaria. We're doing one on Switzerland um, to kind of just showcase just the breadth of the community and what we're doing. Awesome. Yeah, and we'll uh, link everything uh, below in, in yeah. for the YouTube. And then also you can check out our Twitter uh, handles and we'll uh, definitely yeah, 100%. Uh, include everything there too. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, Phil and I will definitely be checking it out while <laughs> I think Phil is not going to be at Eternal Weekend. Yeah. Not positive about that, but I definitely will be because it's like I can walk there. Literally um, walk. Yeah. So I... Uh, I'll be checking it out anyhow in between rounds yeah. to see what's going on. And I think exactly. obviously there's a bit of a time difference. I, I feel like there's a time difference. It's, it's always a time difference. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of a time difference, but you'll catch it and you can catch the VODs and things like that. Yeah. But I am I just want the Legacy. It's going to be a great news week for Legacy. I'm, I'm it's super just, excited. It's going to be so much news that week. And then week, the thing is, all of December is just leg- It's just eternal, 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 eternal until time, Christmas. Yep. Just all eternal stuff. Uh, I'm also going to play Eternal Weekend in online next the weekend after. Awesome. I'm going to have legacy just 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 inject into my inject into my veins and be like, oh. uh, and I get to play. I'm going to play Moonstompy because have you not? have you received a giant card yet? No, you got to get I, you got to get your giant card. Got a giant card, Zach. I have a giant card. It's not a that's very a good, good one. 
<laughs> no, that's that doesn't matter. I just want a giant card. The one card, uh, this the one is the card. Worst bad card to own. No one will buy this from me. If you want to buy this it. from me, no, you can keep your eight. You can keep your eight matter rivals of so, so good in this format, though. The giant card format, like if you can cast that, so good. They need to reprint, uh, uh, reanimate. It's reanimate. Let's go. Um, so the giant card for the online one is the tabernacle the tabernacle yeah, it's, pretty good. Yeah. it's a pretty good one um i actually out of eternal weekend what i actually want is those ponders because you Very know cool. yeah they're ponders yeah. um I'm, but yeah i remember when the tabernacle got uh that got uh, announced all the lands all the yeah. european lands <laughs> like, points, <laughs> just were like like, but yeah, I haven't got a big card. Uh, the only the only big card I would like it. I know, I know that I know there's a streamer called um, Benjamin Ulmer uh, who owns this Hazaret, and I was just like, I would. Oh, oh that's I'd cool. That I'd want that Hazaret just just here, just big chilling. But yeah, I would take <laughs> any big. I will take any big card. Yeah. Um, Golgari Grave Troll. My husband want my 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 husband just wants like all the graveyard big cards that like exist. Okay. I'm like just put one in your office and be like. Listen. The the closest thing I've got to that in our home is my husband. Um, when we moved into this into our into our new home, um, got one of those frames that you can put cards in, similar to like the. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. He put his first ever deck together but all the oh, cards again man. so it's a green black passion of rebirth deck with like rancor oh very cool like very ancient cool. silverback but nice uh i remember actually you've been playing i imagine you've been playing like, mine would have yeah i've been playing since ice age so mine would have been like apprentice wizard and uh polar oh, kraken i love it <laughs> i started i actually so i'm i'm quite new I'm, well new in terms of compared to you and my husband uh, i came into it in journey into nyx okay. uh and then uh my first big set was my first pre-release was battle for zendikar because there was a tweet there was a tweet going around saying what uh mythic you open i've been Gideon, i love zendikar still got that it's in a cube um but i just yeah i fell in love with it but yeah this I'm, i i remember asking um uh, my husband daniel who um also you know both talking about magic quite a lot and i was like what did you what what, what was the rule that you thought you knew was a rule but actually oh wasn't. wow yeah go and, ahead i've uh, got one so so <laughs> he, he didn't know there was a second main base for the longest oh, time oh man so we and... used to just take our lands and put them under the spell we cast oh the creatures were really amazing. bad because if the creature uh stayed in play yeah couldn't cast anything else just and the sorceries were great because they go yeah. to great just like just put it in it's fine um and then the other one was um he genuinely so the reason why ancient silverback is like one of daniel one of my husband daniel's favorite cards you didn't know echo was a thing no no this was regenerate <laughs> it had regenerate oh he oh yeah rege- he thought regenerate meant you could just reanimate, re-animate it, it. yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, it's, like, it's, it's, just, it's a six six of trouble a buddy of mine didn't uh a buddy tip uh you might you might know him uh ziggy yeah. stardust tim yes uh Tim uh, didn't know what, uh, that walls couldn't attack. So Illusionary Wall is a 7-4 with First Strike for four mana. Well, that's amazing. That's kind <laughs> yeah, of great. So I just did the, No, my favorite thing of like old magic, because I also, one thing, um, obviously having, knowing, going into a tunnel formats and playing with people who like a tunnel format, you go older, you just keep going. Oh, yeah, yeah. And in the UK, old school is quite a big thing here. Uh, don't here. ask me yeah. why vintage just died, but old school, very popular because, you know, old boomers we love a fan format you know 
but they love it for some reason. I don't get it, but that's it's not it's not for me. Uh, pre-mod on the other hand, love that for. But they, I just remember talking to them and just the, I'm just like, guys, these cards are bad. I'm like, <laughs> it's like Sarah Angel and Savannah Lai is the best thing you could be doing. Yeah. And they're just like, and they're like, yes, hearts incredible. The answer is no. Stasis is the best thing you can be doing. I mean, Stasis is the thing. Really <laughs> but uh, Sarah Angel is just an absolute powerhouse. But yeah. I, it's been amazing just like enveloping myself into the Eternal Format community because I, coming from modern and playing standard and Commander, I, I, it's a slightly different thing because I think the Commander community also has shares of our passion. The Eternal Format community just loves, just loves magic absolutely adores yep. magic with every fiber of their being and there is occasionally yes there are some people who go oh i don't want like eternal format you know i don't want supplemental stuff in my format look i the heritage thing it's fine. I play heritage that's fine go ahead yeah, if you I'm want to play heritage live yeah. your best life happy i'm not gonna i'm not gonna yuck your yum but i i am somebody who wants to encourage new things and if it does there hasn't been a car with the exception of Modern Horizons, but I think Modern Horizons kind of broke everything. But I think that coming from modern, so this is my point I was trying to make, coming from modern and standard, where it was just all about the competitive mindset and literally trying to break it, and every season you're trying to qualify and all that, things like that. I enjoyed that grind, and I still do. I still love doing it occasionally. But coming to a format where it's just tone it down just a tiny bit, and then it's all about just love of the format and just playing, get to play powerful magic. And for me, like, in terms of, kind of why this whole why the whole kind of conversation we're having today is just that passion and that enthusiasm for magic is so prevalent amongst these types of players and yes we know there are problems we know card availability is a challenge we know that the format you know may have to adapt in terms of providing proxy friendly environments so people can play like i have a bunch of friends who want to play legacy but can't afford it and i have to tell them Either come and play proxy events or play it online if you already have, you know, magic online. That's kind of it. And I'm and even there, like, also oh, how you're, you know, why I get the feeling of trying gatekeeping. I'm like, no, I'm doing the opposite of gatekeeping. Yeah, I'm trying is, to bring that you. That is the exact opposite. Yeah. My favorite story of this though is at this last uh, big UK event we did, a friend of mine, we were on the train back. This is I've been talking about legacy quite a lot. I'm like, yes, I love it. Well, so well, you know, her chance I would I would want to inquire about legacy. And I said, what do you what do you like doing? And he said, oh, I really like graveyard stuff. Like this, he's he he was one of these players where we got Benchmine, graveyard stuff. We got graveyard <laughs> stuff. And he said, he's like, he said, Oh, I, I really liked playing like Benchmine Hollow One in modern. So like, you can still do that. He said, it's called madness. You have all the you have all the root wallers now, you have million root yep. wallers. Benchmine, putrid still does good and you can still play hogan and he's like go on and i yeah, showed him the madness deck i was like this 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 will kill you like it it kills opponents it will just do his thing on turn one and two and you know you just have to fight graveyard hating grave two but you you know he was used to that playing modern and then i get a screenshot six hours later of a hogak two venge vines and a, and a hollow one on turn one i think i think i found the deck for me yeah <laughs> It's pretty good. It, it, it's pretty good. That's how it works. It's pretty good. And well, he was like, yeah, I've had like turn, I've had like three turn one concessions. I'm like, yep, welcome to Legacy. Yep, great. Um, but that's, I don't want to I don't want to cut you off, but yep. we're we are coming up on on yes. time. Uh so uh sorry, the EU vintage masters uh vintage. Legacy, oh, don't worry. Legacy Masters yeah. is gonna be uh December second and third. It's going to be December third. December third. Uh, it is starting at eleven. 11- a.m. 
Central European time, so it's going to be quite early for the states. Yep. Like five, it's going to be about four. It's going to be about five, six in the morning. Be but great. We'll be able to see see what's going we'll on. See it all happening. Go, go to day yeah, two so, of the. Uh, exactly, it's like day, you know, so watching old Pro Tools where it's like all the way on the side of the world. Um, yeah, so it's eleven. A, it starts at eleven a.m. Um, so I imagine we'll start coverage around sort of lunchtime. Uh, Central European time, and it's going to be between six to seven rounds. We're just wait, we're just finalizing player numbers, but it'll be six to seven rounds plus a top eight. So it'll be on for the whole of the day, um, and we'll we'll be having coverage. I literally, uh, as we're doing this podcast, there's a coverage meeting happening kind of alongside this, uh, where my t- where where the team are putting together plans for interviews and player spotlights and showcasing kind of decks and events and things like that. So. There'll be a lot to showcase, and obviously our sponsors will be there, just kind of like hello. Amazing. Um, and yeah, just um, there'll be some familiar faces uh, as well on on sort of uh, coverage. So I'm looking forward to it. It's also going to be in Italian and in English. Hope uh, we're gonna have it in two languages, oh. so you get to get to a bit of get a bit of flavor. But yeah, other than that, follow us on Twitter. Uh, I run the Twitter account, so you guys can just be like, "Saha, hello." I'm like, "Wait, <laughs> but you furiously." Uh, but yeah, EU Legacy Ma- EU Legacy Masters on Twitter, and if anyone, and then EuropeanLegacyMasters.com is our like website. It has basically the vision. It has how you qualify, player profiles, and we will start posting our tournament structure and the prize support pretty much in the next week or two. And awesome. so we'll have like a dedicated page where we can break everything down. Uh, because we wanted to confirm price support before we started doing that, but our players will have that as well. And then we have a, a little Discord server, which is currently just for reps and players, but we may expand that to others once the event is finished and we can be like, community, come and say hello. Awesome. Um, but for now, for now, it is just, it is, it is, we're getting on with it. It's, it's, it's the yep. final push. <laughs> it's the yeah. final push which i'm slightly terrified by but it's good <laughs> i'm excited that's all that matters but it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you zach yes so um, thanks so much for coming on fine cool uh, and then obviously me i'll plug myself uh sahar Mahavi on twitter just put the name in i'm there uh just talking about magic if i'm not talking about magic i'm talking about my phd where i look at um video games and difficult life experiences and if i'm not talking about either of things cat or wrestling these are the four things you come to you when go. you come and talk. But cool. Thank you so much all for right. your time. Well, yeah, that, that does it for us. I want to give a quick shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Uh, if you've uh, been watching the video, uh, please remember to like and subscribe. Uh, that's it for us this week. Uh, Sahar, thanks so much. Phil will be back Thank next you. week. And uh, that's it. Have a great day. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Bruh. It's Force of Philip on the track. Yo, I didn't think about it this way before. But when I stopped casting Brainstorm, I realized all of you players are junders. You're just a bunch of junders, bro. Two for ones in top decks. Green Sun Zenith prospects. Well, if you don't cast Thoughtseize turn one, then I don't want to hear no chat about blunders. You players are junders. Lilies and bobs and oozes. Tomagoy bruises. Polygons, command chooses, discard shatterer twofers, disentomb endurance, punishing buyers looping, and you losing cause we him into to rock, so you're playing off the top, cascading always goes for broke, lightning gonna hit you with the smoke, these braids are flapping off your blood, tap four, we cast a Dracula, collect another trophy, assassin.
nature when we play enchantress we back to nature so pay a life you fucking coward flex your grip like it's full of power forget the student get your racket master losers just keep attacking who cares if uro blanks your deck we're in too deep to course correct we're some availed we'll cling to dust curse the cup all the way lily does I don't know if you understand what I'm saying to you just yet, but if you ain't casting Brainstorm, then you gotta keep the fucking pressure on them. John will fuck up D&T, wrap the board, pernicious deeds. They'll rebuild what we're engineering, explosive, side of clearing. But please don't try to go recruit and last hope will smack it and abuse it. This is madness. Stay to push, commit war crimes, George W. Bush. Bruh, I get it, all the good cards are in blue. And Merc Tide is an absolute fucking beating. But if you don't cast Lot C's turn one, then I don't want to hear no qualms about dragons. Kapyro blasting. Fuck escaping Uro and his dumb play patterns. Surgical extraction. Calls games like James Madden. Tough acting to acting, and now we're gaining some traction by dashing in Ragavan the Goat. Casting cards off the deck. And if they be playing blue, then they'll show us some respect. We used to play the cards, they traded one for one, but then they changed the bar and that was undone. And now the black cards were unplayable, but we jumped so hard we're unassailable, uh.